feels like the energy is shifting. I don't know about y'all, but I, I feel like, you know, I, I don't just feel, but I know that Scorpio season is leaving us. And call me crazy, but I typically really enjoy Scorpio season. And I, I didn't hate, I didn't hate the Scorpio season, but it was, it was a little rough with eclipse season. Scorpio is ruled by Mars. Mars is in retrograde. All right. So we're kind of on the, the end in the end of Scorpio season. We're, we're wrapping something up, right? Because on, hang on. I was just looking at this. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Tuesday. What day is it even? Um, Let's see here. Okay, so basically Sunday the 20th today, Monday the 21st are the two last days of Scorpio season. And then by November 22nd, we'll be in Sagittarius season, right? And the sun will move into Sagittarius and join Venus and Mercury who are already in Sagittarius uh, and I think this should, uh, I don't want to say lighten things up because, <laughs> but I do think there's without a doubt, a palpable new energy that is unlike what we have experienced in Scorpio season. Uh, Vince, you use the word turbulent, definitely. Sherry, you said, I love Scorpio season, but I'm ready for something lighter. That's a good way of putting it. I almost feel like Scorpio season, we were kind of in the muck of the Mars retrograde, kind of putting together, where is this Mars retrograde really taking us? What is this? What is the meaning of this Mars retrograde in my life right now? You know, and now that we have the sun joining Venus and Mercury in Sagittarius come Tuesday, the 22nd. You know, there's there's a different energy when it comes to how we are maybe strategizing. You know, like before Scorpio season kind of had us in the muck and we're like, okay, not sure how to get out of this. And then Sagittarius season, we're like, oh, I'm going to invent this special boat that's going to bring me to shore. <laughs> you know, like Sagittarius season gives us the necessary tension to, you know, not to be cheesy because Sagittarius is a fire sign, but you almost need friction to light the fire, right? Like if you're literally making a fire in the wild, <laughs> you need to rub two sticks together until they until there's enough friction to create fire, right? And Scorpio season, there was just something about it where we couldn't quite find enough of the friction to get us get us the light we need. And now there's some friction, but it's good friction that's kind of marinating here. Um, and Vince, you said, excited for Sag New Moon, but still feels like there aren't really ready to fully shift or change yet. The new moon feels like a glimpse into the future and possibilities. Totally, totally. I agree with that, Vince. Like, you know, there's been a couple changes that I've been marinating on when it comes to just even like business stuff. And I know 
those changes are coming, but I also am kind of at peace even with the fact that Mars... Hang on. Uh, okay. Hopefully I'm still here. My internet's a little spotty. Uh, so I see some hearts. Uh, so, you know, there's some things that are on the back of my mind that are kind of on the back burner. And I'm like, okay, I know this is going to need to evolve. This is something that's going to be changing. But also I'm kind of at peace with the fact that Mars is not leaving Gemini until March 2023. You know, Saturn. Hopefully you all can... Okay. Am I here? Can someone tell me I'm here? Okay, cool. I think I'm still here. Um, Okay, good, 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 good. Um, Podcast listeners, excuse this, uh, excuse this uh, intermission. So, yeah, I'm just at peace. Mars, Mars ain't moving out of Gemini until March 2023. Saturn ain't moving into Pisces until March 2023. Pluto ain't moving into Aquarius until April 2023. There's a a palpable, potentially life-changing shift that's coming in, you know, March or, or sort of this 2023 time. And in the meantime, can we just be at peace with the changes that are marinating? Can we you know, maybe sort of begin to resolve certain things? Can we sort of begin to strategize our way out of it while also not rushing the solution? That's the thing about a Mars retrograde. Um, When you rush the solution, you just got to do it all over again, which is pretty indicative of all retrograde periods, but especially a Mars retrograde because Mars is the planet of action. So there is this um there is this temptation to look at a problem during Mars retrograde and think okay like let me just go force this solution into place and then you know once you force it into place you realize wait that wasn't actually the solution at hand um and you only do yourself a disservice when you push and rush yourself through a certain dilemma during a Mars retrograde, it's more of a time to sit and almost like meditate alongside the dilemma and just kind of listen to it and almost become friends with the challenge. Um, And uh, Vince, you said, I mood, I am stuck in a way, but also okay with living in the liminal space. Yes, I think that's really the best place we can or best thing we can do for ourselves mentally right now like just being okay with certain things not being resolved right now and yet going back to the whole Sagittarius season shift I do think Sagittarius season will present the right amount of tension to at least give us some new initiation if that makes sense and if you think about it We have a new moon on Wednesday, Sagittarius new moon. Uh, It's at one degree Sagittarius. So if you have anything at one degree Sagittarius or the one degree of the fire signs or the mutable signs, um, this could kind of be hitting your chart in a pretty significant way. But regardless, you know, whether you know the details of your chart or not, 
think about this. We have this shift into Sagittarius season this week. We have the new moon in Sagittarius. And who is opposite to Sagittarius? Gemini. And who is in Gemini? Mars retrograde, right? So it's kind of, it's very interesting to me that we have this big new moon, this big shift sort of opposite in our charts to Mars retrograde. And that feels to me like, you know, something that is, um, you know, no mistake by the universe. <laughs> the fact that it's almost like the house opposite of Mars retrograde is somehow helping us or helping us strategize our way through this Mars retrograde, right? Um, the other thing too is uh, Jupiter will station direct on Wednesday along with the new moon in Sagittarius and who rules Sagittarius, that's Jupiter. So there's this, this kind of beginning of a shift here. And it's funny because today, I pulled the hero font, um, which feels like such a Sagittarius card. And if you are a tarot student like I am, uh, you know, you might know that the hero font often gets like a bad rep. You know, like nobody likes to pull the hero font. Oftentimes I ask my students, you know, what's your first impression of the hero font? And, uh, and everybody's like, oh, I hate this, I hate this bastard. <laughs> he, he reminds me of like my Catholic upbringing, or he reminds me of my religious trauma, or he reminds me of my, you know, mom or dad, or like, you know, some sort of authority figure looming over us. I like the hero font, not for the reasons I just mentioned, but I think the hero font really beckons us into creating our own belief systems for ourselves. And the hero font really beckons us into examining how much of, how many of our choices have been formulated for us versus how many of our choices are we actively making like with our soul it, it, you know um and i was thinking too recently i've been in this um opa uh cert certification class um last weekend and this weekend um but one of my classmates she just randomly told me last week um she just used this phrase she was like the hardest part is um or, no, she said, repression is the hardest part about anything. And I was like, she was talking about it for her own life. She was applying that phrase to her own life. Yeah, she was like, repression's the hardest part. And, but it just hit me right in the 12th house. Because remember, I'm a Cancer rising. Mars retrograde is going through my 12th house. And I was like, oh gosh, there's just been that phrase whether you're a Cancer rising or not, really seems to speak to this Mars retrograde. It's bringing up things that potentially we thought we were over, but we're actually not. <laughs> you know, it's bringing up maybe issues that within ourselves that we thought we had sorted out, but now they're coming back up. 
Um, it's bringing up the things we thought we could push under the rug or not talk about, the things that we just thought, oh, I'm over it, and we could just move on, and this Mars retrograde is saying no. And look how repression or look how this thing that you have not wanted to deal with, look how it's been creating an energy in your life that has contributed to stagnation. Okay. Um, Corey, you said, yes, eighth house Gemini, lots of ancestral stuff coming up and sex trauma. Damn it. <laughs> wow. That's, that's profound, Corey. And I think there's like a chance that this Mars retrograde could, yeah, could, I mean, Mars is the planet that has to do with, you know, sex and there's something about gender expression and sexuality within within Mars. So, you know, for those of us who identify as queer, there could be a lot of things coming up with, you know, our, our gender expression, our, our sexuality expression. Me personally as a queer person, something that's been coming up for me during this Mars retrograde is um, just like those little pieces of like, compet like <laughs> that just like loom in the background you know and I think there's just been such this there's been such a like conditioning that we've and by the way those of you there's a lot of you who are more evolved in your sort of examination of your gender and sexuality than I am certainly so you may find this to be um pretty basic the things I'm saying but you know, to each their own, everybody's on their own path. But I've been really thinking about how Mars retrograde is this, um, partially this internalized toxic masculinity sometimes that we all have. And even in the queer community, like you think, oh, you know, in the queer community, it's going to be so much better. Um, you know, I don't, have to, I don't have to deal with these like cis men anymore. <laughs> and then you walk into the queer community and you're like, Oh my god, like everybody still has issues with this this toxic masculinity. Um that's something that feels kind of repressed that's coming up in in me in in a lot of ways. I don't know if this makes any sense. This is just kind of an example of that um that sort of phrase repression is the hardest part. Um and, and the hero font, I think, speaks to that. So many of us, I think, repress certain things about ourselves or certain things that we're ashamed about or certain things that society has, has taught us to be ashamed about. And it literally contributes, you know, to diseases, to imbalances in our own lives, to the feeling of being lost or to the feeling of, uh, not knowing who we are sometimes. No shame to any of that. I've been there uh, many times, and I will be there many times. That's part of working with the hero font. We almost kind of like lose ourselves or we lose our sense of identity in order to arrive back to a more authentic place where we're not leading our lives with this like repression thing in the background, right? And instead, we're sort of leading in 
uh, leading in a way that feels authentic to us and our belief systems. And this is why I love the hero font. You know, this is why I love the hero font because I think out of all the cards, the hero font really teaches us who we are. Um, and, and we meet ourselves, um, you know, in a new way in the hero font. Now, what does this have to do with this mutable T-square going on in the sky? Well, I think if you think about any of the signs, you know, that have to do with belief system, is Gemini, Sagittarius, Pisces, <laughs> and Virgo. You know, it's, it's the mutable signs, especially Pisces and Sagittarius. We know we have that Sagittarius new moon coming up. Could certainly, with the mix of this Sagittarius moon, sort of opposing this Mars retrograde and squaring that Jupiter stationing direct in Pisces. That, that vibe really gives me uh, sort of this message of, I'm changing the narrative, or I am coming becoming so aware of a belief system that I've held that isn't true <laughs> and now I'm choosing to release what has been repressed that can be by talking about it that can be by writing about it um you know what's that saying like our secrets make us sick sometimes as an astrologer I, I see that in a lot of ways with people like and I'm blessed in the sense that um, something that's really special about my job is that people tell me shit. Like they get sh they get shit off their chest because I am kind of this person who is kind of like a therapist, but I'm a little bit different because you you could potentially walk through my door and get something off your chest and face something that you've been wanting to face you know, and, and never talk to me again, you know, if that's, if that's what serves you, right? Whereas, like, a therapist is a little bit more, like, ongoing and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, the reason I say that is because I've, luckily, you know, again, this is one of my favorite parts of what I do, like, I've been lucky enough to hold space for the unloading of, of secrets, of shame, of things that we've wanted to admit to ourselves. And, there's just something about this this new moon mutable T-square vibe that feels kind of like that, but it can be in such a liberating way. Um, it, you know, and, and I keep saying this phrase, repression is the hardest part. Um, you know, we think that, um, we think that holding things in will somehow make our lives easier or or sort of, um, you know, make us more acceptable or likable to others. Uh, but then it creates this weight within ourselves that kind of blocks us from figuring out who we really are, right? Um, so there's, there's some releasing going on. Um, and, ooh, Alexandra, um, your video's not working. Uh, let me know if, if anybody else feels like the video quality is kind of bad. My internet's a little spotty in my closet. Um, <laughs> uh, so 
Vince, you said Mars. Retrograde gets to watch it all go down, even though it's not configured by an aspect. Totally, totally. Um, and uh, Vince, you said, didn't even connect this to Mars retrograde until now, but I'm reevaluating my relationship to drugs and alcohol. Totally. Oh my gosh, totally, totally. Um, Natasha, you said, seventh house Gemini, definitely a lot going on with others in my life. I've been learning a lot about my role in that and how I react and disrupt. Also, definitely feeling more queer lately. <laughs> yes. Mars retrograde and Gemini's turning everybody gay. Um, <laughs> Alana, you said, losing ourselves to find ourselves. Totally. And Ellis, you said, I feel like dating right now including queer dating and specifically in your later 20s has become so disconnected i don't just want to bang text i want someone to be excited to hold my hand said like a true taurus libra venus venusian <laughs> uh corey said a dark moon in scorpio is great for releasing repression too um yeah corey uh that's such a good good um a good point because sunday and monday of this week what is it the 20th yeah the 20th and the 21st we'll have that that sun at the anoretic degree of scorpio you know that 28 29 degree scorpio so there could be some big releasing happening uh that could be really life-changing and this release valve that's happening right now with this new moon time i think it's going to paint the rest of our mars retrograde in a lot of ways uh, for the better uh so another thing that kind of came up for me too with like the hero font and the belief systems and the release valve and sort of like what we've been repressing and sometimes we don't even know we've been repressing something you know something that came up for me was again i've been in this opa certification class um if you didn't know i'm in the process of becoming a certified astrologer through opa which is such a good experience if you are a professional astrologer and looking into certification um i'm happy to talk to you about opa's process it's it's probably been like the best education thing that i've ever done for myself as an astrologer and i just i really enjoy it and part of the OPA certification process is peer group. So we kind of meet and we read for each other. And it's almost, um, it's kind of like if you're in therapy school and you're giving a consultation to a client and you have someone like kind of observing you, that's part of the peer group process where like, I'll read for someone, someone else will read for me. We all, the other classmates kind of observe the reading and give feedback, right? Just to kind of, you know, I, I think as astrologers, it can be really valuable to get feedback on your reading, right? So the same person who gave me the phrase, shout out to you, Denise, um, uh, the same person who told me the phrase, repression is the hardest part, um, got to read my, got to be my, got to read me and she is a relationship astrologer and if you know <laughs> if you're an og podcast listener you may you may know that sometimes i 
don't love relationship readings and uh blah 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 and that obviously comes from my own shadow side because like I miss like I just want to be over it done with it <laughs> uh but with this it with this Mars retrograde I was thinking um about like some queer dating experiences and a specific breakup that I had at the beginning of this year that you know I really want to be over but this Mars retrograde really was just like oh, you're not over this so I was like all right I'm gonna swallow my pride and <laughs> I'm gonna ask Denise this astrologer to do um, a relationship reading for me and this person and obviously it's not in the context of I want to reunite with them. Um, you know, I haven't talked to them in a year or so since the breakup, but it was in the context of I need to understand the dynamic of this relationship or I need to understand why I still can't completely move past it or I need to understand um, what it triggered in me a little bit more because I will say understanding leads to inner peace so if we have disruption in our hearts or in our heads you know sometimes understanding the root of that can bring relief and peace and I will say doing the thing that I really didn't want to do, like I didn't want to admit, like oh, I'm not over this person completely or like, oh, they really hurt me or like whatever, you know, I didn't want to admit that, you know, but in admitting it, I got to sort of have this moment where something that had been repressed, some pain that had been repressed came up and we got to talk about it in the reading. Denise gave me a great composite chart. I looked at me and this person's composite chart together and I was like, holy Christ. <laughs> I had some newfound understanding and something did get released. Like I, I worked through something in that and I do feel like my heart feels more open in a lot of ways and that's kind of the gift of the hero font in some ways and I think the gift of having so many mutable energies going on right now uh, specifically look at your Gemini house which is in opposition to your Sagittarius house and see like what's kind of cooking in there and and I think that might lead you to some some interesting insights to some of the things we may even subconsciously have been avoiding. Uh, if you're not sure which house Mars Retrograde is moving through, uh, check out my latest YouTube video. I did a little rising sign forecast situation. Um, and Corey, you said it's hard to let go when you don't know what it is you're still holding on to. Yeah, been there this year too. Yes, yes. There's so many times when something happens and it triggers uh, a part of us. It triggers a very young part of us or it triggers an inner child part that we might not even be aware of. And we're kind of sitting there and we're like, 
gosh, like, why can't I get over this? You know, or, or why did this happen? And I can't move past it. And, you know, I've tried everything. I've tried, you know, burning, <laughs> you know, whatever. I've tried burning rituals. I've tried it. And that can be helpful. But when it comes down to it, sometimes um, there's a deeper understanding that still needs to be had or needs to be unpacked. And, and that can be very Mars retrograde in Gemini, right? Um, yeah, so my friends, this is interesting. I will say um, one thing I feel called to say is it looks like it's morning, morning of november 22nd so that would be tuesday sun moves into sagittarius but also moon is still in that balsamic phase you know the moon is still in scorpio the moon's not only in a balsamic phase but the moon is hitting the south node in scorpio so i kind of feel like tuesday morning Tuesday in general might be a big day for releasing. Um, oh, especially because that south node balsamic Scorpio moon is answering to Mars retrograde. So, you know, let's go easier on ourselves on Tuesday. You know, this 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 lead up to the new moon moment might be a little, you know, it, it's it's a little turbulent. But I think once the new moon passes by Thursday... The moon hits Venus. The moon hits Mercury. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like this feeling, um, and I like that the they say the 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 aspect the moon makes after the new moon is important. The first aspect after the new moon is important, and if I'm not mistaken the next aspect after the perfection of the new moon is the moon running into Venus in Sag. That seems kind of cute. That seems cute. So I think there's a new vision that comes after some of this, this releasing. Okay. Um, Alexandra, you said, even in a long relationship, you still are questioning. <laughs> truly, truly. Uh, so that's our vibe check. That's our vibe check for this week, my friends. Um, and I would say it's such a transformative time. And, you know, if you're getting a little bit lost in the soup of a lot of the turbulent emotions at this moment, uh, just keep, keep a little eye on, you know, the spring. I know that seems kind of far away, but it's really not that far away. And and just know that things are going to change. That's the one thing astrology teaches us. It's impossible for us to stay in the same state forever uh, because the planets are moving. The planets are triggering us into this change. And there's some really big shifts coming up um, for a lot of us between now and let's say April. Uh, so just just keep that in mind if you're feeling like, oh gosh, like how am I ever going to evolve past this moment? You are. You are, absolutely. And this is the beginning of that, even if you don't quite see it yet. Um, astrology can really show us the, the sort of uh, bigger picture, okay? Um, so my friends, 
let's go to we're a little bit early but i think we should go into our little questions because i'll have to leave in about 20 minutes so i can make it to my class on time uh so let me know in the comments below do we want um do we need a little tarot card poll do we need a prayer do we need some good vibes how can i be of service to you today I'm going to make a post about this on Instagram sometime this week, but my 2023 year ahead readings are posted. So if you, I have a couple different options. I have um, my astrology year ahead reading. I have a tarot year ahead reading. I have kind of like a mini year ahead reading that's not too expensive. I tried to make one of the offerings like really accessible. Um, I think it's like, I, I, I honestly forget how I priced it. It might be like 75-ish. Um, and um, I made that for it to be like an accessible year ahead reading. That's again, a little bit shorter, but it'll still give you a little something something about you know where to focus your energy coming into 2023. Um, and then there's a special offering for those of you who wanna work with me a little bit more like intimately in like a coaching session this year. There's kind of like this package where you can get three 90 minute sessions with me that you have throughout the year. And we can kind of work on, you know, how the astrology is gonna evolve for you this year. So I would suggest that if you are like really you really have a big goal in mind or you really have some big changes you know on the horizon um that package could potentially be a good fit so check that all out on my website you know where to find me malloryhasty.com that is in the bio the link in bio um so let's see beep 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 okay let's start with Faye. Uh, Faye, you said, I would like a card. I'm still in the November 8th eclipse heaviness. My best friend and my best friend and I parted ways. My heart truly hurts. Oh, yeah. Let's see here, Faye. What deck should we use? So gosh, ignore my hair. Okay, uh, let's see. Eh, let's just go with the the rider weight okay so Faye any any advice or guidance for Faye at this moment with the friendship stuff oh it oh, funny I put the hero font back in and it, it just came right back out for you Faye um so I think what's really interesting that's what's coming through to me is that like the idea of like friendship breakups isn't a very well navigated path because I think in our society we've been conditioned to value above all our romantic connections but at the same time we don't talk about I don't think we talk about enough like how painful it can be when we outgrow a friend who's been in our lives for a really important period of time or or whatnot. So something comes through with just um, finding some kind of, um, I don't want to say community, but almost finding 
yeah, community, whether that's like listening to a podcast about friendship breakups or looking on TikTok and, you know, seeing if anybody else is talking about that topic, um, but almost making yourself feel not so alone in this process because just because nobody talks about it doesn't mean that it's not happening to anybody. And I think there's something about relating to others that are also have been through this process that could be really healing and helpful. Because again, society gives us no, no guidelines, no rules for like friendship breakups or even validating like, okay, it's good that you know, this is happening because, you know, it might be, it might have been out of alignment or whatever, whatever it is. Um, so I hope that helps in some way, Faye. I'm just kind of getting this overarching, don't isolate, seek community, talk about it, that kind of vibe. Um, Morgan, you said, could you possibly pull a card for me? What does spirit want me to focus on? Um, okay, so Morgan, you got the Ace of Swords in reverse. Um, I think there's a little bit of a sort of be careful with your words kind of uh, moment. And yeah, sometimes the Ace of Swords in reverse like refers to a moment where we may have spoken our truth <laughs> you know we may have wielded our our words as our weapons and now there's potentially some kind of like imbalance because of that and sometimes we do need to say what we need to say but also sometimes we need to take responsibility for the things we've said and uh, you know there's there's something like that so I think, Morgan, it, there might be an overarching theme right now with this Mars retrograde in Gemini about um, how you wield your words, you know, how words can be like swords. <laughs> and maybe you're becoming a little bit wiser with the words that you are using, not only to others, but to yourself. And And how can words be things that bring us together and can be this magic spell of forgiveness and and reparation and also how can words be um a spell that you know breaks connections um yeah our words are our our biggest you know magical power <laughs> so a lot of throat chakra stuff morgan Okay, Corey, you said, I'd love a card for Jupiter going direct. What's the vibe? Um, thanks a million. You're welcome, Corey. Okay, let's see. Jupiter going direct. Uh, we have the Page of Wands. Okay, so it feels to me, Corey, there's just this, like, overarching, um, I'm not so afraid anymore. Like, there's, I used to be afraid of this, or I used to be so worried about judgment from that place, or I used to be afraid I was gonna fuck my life up, blah, blah, blah. Like, the Page of Wands is kind of like, I'm not, I'm not that afraid to explore. And, what's the worst that can happen? And I know our anxious minds can truly bring us to some pretty, you know, uh, 
extreme stories with that like what's the worst that can happen but sometimes asking what's the worst that can happen can be liberating because we figure out like wait mm, that wouldn't be that bad or like what are the odds of that actually happening um so i just i just think there's a little bit more of a fearlessness that you're embarking life embarking through your life or that's not the right word but you're picking up what i'm putting down okay mindful swan let's do a general poll for you mindful swan Ooh. okay we got it we got a couple things going on so we have the sun we have the nine of cups and we have the seven of cups in general i'm just kind of getting the feeling of um you know maybe you are in a period of your life where you know you're you're experiencing the joy of choosing for you and no one else and maybe there's a sort of vibe of um like sacred selfishness where you really have to choose your own happiness at this moment and sometimes when we do that when we choose our own happiness or we choose our own paths or we start we start really putting our own lives first um sometimes it does lead us into this little you know um confusing uh, time where we're like wait what do i really want i've never actually chosen myself <laughs> but that's a good thing and it, it just this just feels to me mindful swan like there's a lot of self-exploration going on that's sourcing from what happens when i when i really do choose myself in this moment uh amy you said my birthday is friday i would love a card for a theme for this next year around the sun okay happy birthday young sagittarius uh let's see amy okay Ooh, knight of cups cool well i mean the knight of cups is is you know romance and new love and you know new new sort of heart opening opportunities that that may be coming in externally but also amy i think there's something about your approach to life that feels a little less jaded like a little bit more trusting maybe there's been a couple things going on in the past month that have really taught you you know that you can trust in the universe you can trust in your guides you can trust in your own inherent urge to be creative or to follow your intuition it feels like there's something about like what does truly living an intuitively led life like what does that look like for me um and what does it look like to walk into this year with um you know my heart chakra you know more open than than usual you know that that feels to me like a very knight of cups kind of thing uh alexandra you said thanks mal can i please have a card to clarify my current transit in my relationship yeah let's see here let's see here 
Okay, Six of Swords. Uh, it looks like um, there's something here about a choice. Um, and I think that there's something about creating the narrative of um, what this, where this relationship is heading. So, you know, this could be you know, this could be applicable to someone who's been dating for one week or someone who's been married 20 years. Uh, we are constantly, you know, to be in partnership, we almost have to agree to the narrative of where we are going as like a couple or where what our goals are as um, a unionized force. And I think there's some there's some communication that needs to go on with that in order for you both to move forward feeling in harmony with each other uh, because right now it's almost like uh are you uh, are you both on the same boat moving forward or are you on different boats you know going different directions moving forward um and do you both want to get on the same boat in order to find the path of um of union, you know, so, so that feels to me like what comes through. Um, and hey, Eileen, you said, can I have a card for the week? Sure. Okay, let's see, Eileen. We have two cards. Ooh, the Empress and the Moon. That feels juicy. Um, when you don't know, quite what the next step is or when you feel confused or when you yeah you know when you just don't know when you're in the moon card it's so easy to like default into oh my god like I have to figure this out and I have to worry about this stuff and I have to you know go into this anxiety spiral because I don't know and you know we're so afraid to be in the moon but you know what? Something that could really help us through the moon is almost seeking pleasure and seeking what is healthy and good for us, you know, during these times of uncertainty. How can you make a time of uncertainty actually feel good, you know, um, actually feel pleasurable? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's kind of what comes through. Um I don't know, like, if you don't know where you're going or you just feel a little bit lost, can we make being lost fun? <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. It sounds silly, but that's what that what that's what's coming through with the Empress and the moon. Um, Benzella, you said group card for the new moon. Totally. Let's let's do one. We know the hero font is kind of here, but let's see if there's any other info ace of wands okay new moon at zero degrees sagittarius uh i think this is confirming some of the things we were talking about how you know we don't know all the answers right now we don't completely know how to move forward but this new moon it is some sort of necessary friction to start steering us towards the solution you know so so I'm excited about seeing that that Ace of Wands. Um, Jess, you said, can I have a card for my first day at my new job? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Eight of Swords. Okay, so I would say 
not a bad omen. You know what I get from this, Jess? I get um, be mindful of your expectations and also be mindful of making assumptions too soon. Uh, so really go into this with neutral expectations, really just ready to learn and be open to what the experience has to offer you instead of placing too many, you know, swords and, and, and ropes around what you want the experience to be. Because this experience chose you as much as you chose it and, and kind of allowed the experience to unfold without forcing it. Okay, um, Cher, you said, I'd love a card of advice for the week. Yeah, let's see, Cher. Two of Wands. Two of Wands. Um, is there anything, Cher, that you have been procrastinating or feel like you've been wanting to do for a while but just haven't? And um, this card gives me the feeling of... Um, why are you putting joy on the back burner? And I know we're all so busy. I know you're a Cancer Rising and Cancer Risings are particularly a little bit overbooked right now, right? Uh, but how can you still prioritize joy and uh, an activity or moving forward with something that you really love this week? Um, how can you prioritize your path um, in some way and not just focus on like the nitty gritty every day nine to nine to six kind of stuff that that we all deal with it we we all will deal with it but I, I don't know I, I just think there's there's some passion that wants to be brought back into your life maybe that's just cracking open an astrology book for five minutes while you're having your coffee in the morning I don't know but some something like that wants to come through this week um, Alana, you said, I'd love a card for the week. Okay, let's see here. Alana, ten of wands. Ten of wands. Okay, so I actually feel like this could be related to, like, the Ten of Wands isn't always burnout. It also can be finishing or completing a project. And I know sometimes as artists, when we finish or complete something, we also kind of feel lost at the same time because it's almost like sending our kid off to college or, like, we just worked so hard on this painting and now it's sold and you're like, now what? Like, what's the next project or whatever? So I'm actually getting this sense of don't feel so much pressure after this project is finished up. Don't leap into the next thing right away. You know, let yourself marinate and let yourself become re-inspired again. And I know we can't always wait for inspiration as artists and creatives because sometimes we do have to create without it but I, I do think there is some new sense of like a project or a, a sort of vision that's sort of wanting to come in but first it need we need a moment to like rest that that's what I'm getting um and um 
Vince, you said if you have the time and energy, I'd be curious about a card pull for me and my developing relationship. He and I have been close friends for a long time, but it seems to be getting more serious. Yeah, let's see. Juicy. <laughs> Sounds like hot goss. Um, three of Wands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, maybe there's um, it. You know what it what it comes through, Vince, is that um potentially you both have a little bit of a fear of coming together as as a partnership but it's not necessarily like you're scared that he is a bad match for you or he's scared that you're a bad match for him like it's not necessarily about the fear of each other it's more about fears of like past relationships or past experiences kind of like getting in the way of the sort of um union and that could be the mars retrograde in the in this moment for both of you like you know digging up the past and some fears of past relationships and just bringing it all to the table it feels like this relationship really begins like with a clean slate in the sense that both parties are very much aware of each other's fears but at the same time the three of wands feels to me like permission to move forward and sometimes you just need to like break the tension and you know kiss them you know or like sometimes you just need that need that moment that really like leads you into the portal uh so i would say i would say three of wands it is a go for it kind of vibe for me um and amy you said love that thank you this has been my theme releasing the past and opening my heart living fully and trusting my intuition ah oh, i'm so happy for you amy and alexandra you said thanks mal i will work on that communication i hope to bring something to report to our appointment yes totally Eileen, you said, thanks so much. I've been feeling lost. I am good at seeing the silver lining. Thank you so much. Love your reading, Smell. Aw, you guys are sweet. Um, Faye, you said, I always feel so held here and simply adore your work. Aw, that's so sweet. Um, and uh, you are all are so welcome. I'm a little out of time. My teacher is a Virgo for class, starts at the hour. I don't want to make her mad, <laughs> so I'm going to go be on time. And if I didn't have time to pull a card for you, I am in full agreement that, you know, the, the new moon kind of sorts whatever is going on for you. It kind of sorts it out, and I'm in full agreement that the universe will kind of send you a sign or, or whatever you need, you know, to kind of get confirmation and i'm sending you all a bunch of love and healing for the mars retrograde moment and please keep me updated with how your eclipse season is going okay hugs talk soon <laughs>